0: Hello everyone, Sean McCaffrey here with another weekly wrap up. Gonna be talking about a whole bunch of things today across the sports world. And I'm just gonna jump right into it with Major League Baseball. And the standings kind of continue to stay the same. So the top teams, they continue to be the top teams. So the Braves, the Orioles, the Rays, the Dodgers, they have some of the best records in baseball. The Braves, they have the best record in baseball right now. They're sitting at 80 and 44. They've been great all year. And all those other teams I just mentioned Obviously, have been great, so they're right now in position. All these guys uh, to be in a prime spot for the playoffs to make a run at the World Series. But once those playoffs start, you really never know what could happen. One team that has massively underwhelmed this year, the New York Yankees. They are sixty and sixty-four. Four games below 500, the bottom of the AL East, that is massively disappointing for them. They are expected to be a World Series contender this year, one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. And so, obviously, with this record, with the, where they sit in the division, that is a massive disappointment for them. One player I have to mention the center fielder for the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez. He has been absolutely incredible over the last week. 17 hits in four games is unbelievable. That is so rare for a player to be able to do something like that. Now, one final thing I have to mention about Major League Baseball. At the beginning of the year, they just started using the pitch clock. It was something I was very skeptical of. I was a little bit critical of it. But... The goal was to shorten the length of the game, and then because the game was shorter, the MLB, the Major League Baseball, they thought that ratings would go up, and that's actually exactly what's happened. The games are shorter, ratings are up, and so really, this is a really great turn for Major League Baseball that they finally had a year where popularity is increasing rather than decreasing, so really great for them that, to see that the pitch clock is actually working. Now, moving on to Major League Soccer, one thing I just have to mention there, Miami, Inter-Miami, Messi, (laughs) first year with the club, and they win the League Cup against Nashville FC in penalties, unbelievable for Messi to be able to do that. I recommend watching some of the videos where he's, he's celebrating with the team, clearly a lot of respect that the players have for him, and he has a lot of respect for his teammates, so really cool to be able to watch that celebration now moving on to ncaa football the big storyline coming out of there jim harbaugh the head coach at the university of michigan he got a self-imposed or michigan self-imposed a three-game suspension on jim harbaugh michigan is one of the best college football teams in the country so a three-game suspension is not like obviously being without your head coach for three games is somewhat substantial but they're just trying to get ahead of the ncaa with that suspension and hopefully avoid any type of suspension from the ncaa Uh, and really what jim harbaugh was accused of was he was apparently meeting with players during covid 19 texting them outside of hours and the main thing that he's accused of which is those two things i just mentioned those were level two violations but the serious level one violation is that when the ncaa began investigating those previous violations, he didn't cooperate with them, which is a level one violation and could have some type of significant suspension. But the investigation was ongoing and I think the Michigan University of Michigan just wanted to get ahead of the ball and try and avoid any type of... Uh, any type of additional suspension for jim harbaugh so we'll see how that shakes out but that just came down and that's the big talk of the ncaa world right now and while on the topic of the ncaa football i just have to mention two players i've mentioned them before i just have to mention them again caleb williams quarterback at usc marvin harrison jr wide receiver at ohio state these guys are going to be the two best players in the country this year that's my prediction there uh and really that prediction is shared by most of the country because these guys seem like they they were incredible last year and nothing's gonna stop them from being incredible this year so just keep your eyes peeled for those guys now moving into the nfl week two of the preseason just wrapped up and the ravens who had a 24 game pre preseason winning streak that streak finally has come to an end pretty shocking that they had a 24 game win streak going uh, oftentimes Wins, nobody really cares if you win a preseason game or not, but the Ravens, I suppose they have, you know, really the preseason is just about figuring out who's going to make the roster, figuring out who's going to start, who's going to sit on the bench, but the Ravens, you know, at the same time, while they were evaluating that, they were trying to win, Uh, that streak finally came to an end, they lost to the Commanders, and so... I don't think that streak is gonna, that record is going to be broken anytime soon by the uh, by any other team. So kind of a cool thing to talk about there. It took him obviously years to come up with that, considering that over the last few years there's only been three or four preseason games. Now the big news coming out of the NFL: Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the National Football League, he's been given permission to seek a trade to another team. He's had some disputes with the owner, Jim Ursay. So. If he does get moved, which I think is unlikely, but if he does get moved, he's really gonna flip an entire offense around because he is a really great player. Uh, So if he goes to the right offense, he's gonna be pretty unbelievable. Now, one final thing I wanna do here, I'm gonna start trying to add this in at the end of the weekly wrap-up, kind of a little bit more of my opinion and my prediction. And obviously, the NFL... That's my favorite sport. I love all sports, but I love the NFL the most of them all. Uh, so I'm going to talk about some of the predictions I have for the way I see some of these divisions shaking out this year. So the two divisions I'm going to talk about today, the AFC West, the AFC South, and beginning with the AFC West, the top team I see coming in that division, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, they're the reigning Super Bowl champions. I just don't think anybody's going to be able to touch them in that division. They're Honestly, they're unbelievable. Patrick Mahomes is just such a great player. It's hard to even dispute anything other than the Chiefs winning the AFC West. The number two team, I think, is going to be the LA Chargers. Uh, On paper, they always have such a talented roster, but for some reason, they always seem to fall short of expectations. I don't think Brandon Staley is a very good coach, personally, but again, that roster on paper, is very talented. I mean, looking just at their wide receiver core, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quinton Johnson, who was their first-round pick this past year, all of them should be really great wide receivers this year. Justin Herbert's an unbelievable quarterback, so I think they will make the playoffs. I think they'll come in at number two in the division. Number three, Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson was an absolute bust last year. They gave up all those draft picks to get him. And then they gave him a massive contract on top of that. And he was pretty awful last year. Uh, No other way to really say it. But again, they're kind of another team where on paper, they should be pretty good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they'll be better than they were last year. And the last place team, I think is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. They made one of the most lateral moves I've ever seen a team make. They got rid of Derek Carr and then brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, which was just basically bringing in Almost the same player, uh, bringing in basically the same production, which was a really odd move, I thought, but I don't think the Raiders, they're all that good. I don't think their roster's that talented across the board, so I think they're going to come in last, especially with how great this division is with the Chiefs, Chargers, and I think the Broncos a little bit. So that's how I see the AFC West shaking out. That's a really talented division, looking at a lot, not-so-much-talented division, the AFC South. I just don't think this is going to be a great division this year at all. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to cruise to an AFC South victory and a playoff berth. I think Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley his first year with uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think they're going to do great things. I think they're going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, I expect really great things from Trevor Lawrence. He was a generational prospect for a reason coming out of Clemson, and I think last year he showed why he was, and he's going to continue that into this year. He's one of my early picks for potentially winning the MVP. Number two, the Titans, they dominated the AFC South for a little while there, but Ryan Tannehill doesn't look like the same player that he was a couple years ago. Derrick Henry, he's a little bit older now, and overall I think their roster has just dropped in talent. Number three, the Texans. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year, but they got a lot of young talent. I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be a really good head coach. And with C.J. Stroud, again, the guy they took number two overall in the draft, I think he's going to be really great for them. And at four, the Indianapolis Colts. I think they're going to come in at, uh, in last place in the AFC South, and they're going to be probably one of the worst teams in the NFL Anthony Richardson, they took him number four overall last year, but the one thing everybody continued to say with him was he needs a year to sit on the bench to be able to learn the NFL offense, to be able to learn how the NFL pace of play is, Uh, and the Colts are just going to start him right away, which I think is a massive mistake, and then also Jonathan Taylor... He might be on the move, and he's one of the best running backs in the NFL, so that would be a massive blow to their offense. So that's how I see those two divisions shaking out. You know, please let me know in the comments what you guys think about that, what you guys think about the MLB pitch clock, you know, Julio Rodriguez, any of the things I talked about today. This was Sean McCaffrey with the weekly wrap up. Hope you guys enjoyed.